If you ask me, nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big, ripe, juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers. Except maybe body odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes, even those private parts. As a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny what's up guys don't forget to sub to patreon so that you can see the visuals because not only do we have episodes of the podcast we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps behind the scenes photo shoots and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year so if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know go over to our patreon www.dumblondunrated.com love ya is this thing on all right gentlemen coming to main stage next this is bunny get up there she's got a tornado of titties coming your way get those dollar bills ready she's got an ass that shakes like michael j fox so get up there and throw 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 them dollars 
dude that is fucking iconic what's up you sexy motherfuckers i've got priscilla block in the house baby finally <laughs> i know finally we've been like trying to make this happen and you know dude, life's, life's busy no bitch you are busy okay like i thought my husband was busy you're always busy like are you touring right now like what is i'm kind of doing it all yeah. um today is like my off day and i've written today i'm doing this podcast doing with two you podcasts like, today. doing two podcasts today it's weird like my off days are just trying to stay in the nashville thing you know it's it's been wild well, yeah we're gonna talk about it when's your birthday august 10th oh you're a leo yes. no wonder you and dems get along <laughs> wait what are you two are you two of you leos uh capricorn aquarius I'm okay on the cusp january 22nd um my husband my husband is a sag um so let's take it all the way back because somebody told me i forget who it was i think it was krista our stylist yeah. yes. we share a stylist uh, we do share a stylist um she was telling me that you have a huge family yes so let's bring it all the way back where okay. did you grow up so i grew up in north carolina and uh yeah huge family um just like a very like dysfunctional functioning family the fun and functional dysfunctional. yes it's like chaos all the time um it's kind of crazy like my parents I feel like they were never supposed to be together but they were in a Aww. way you know like my dad my dad grew up Jewish and he was this cowboy from Kansas, used to ride the rodeo, just like... <laughs> what a crazy fucking combination. Yes, crazy. Crazy and cowboy Jew. Crazy cowboy Jew. <laughs> and my mom grew up Mormon. Wow. And so like two totally different people. And then, um, you know, my dad ended up like trying to get his life back together and him and my mom um when you say try to get his life back together was he like a rodeo guy? yeah he was just like just fucking he's a rodeo you know it, just wild partying. yeah you wild have to guy. be in a certain frame of mind to be a rodeo man yeah like did, was he riding bulls yes. like oh, okay yeah crazy crazy yeah you so, gotta be a crazy motherfucker to want to get on the back of a bull yeah. every day <laughs> yeah I <know. laughs> hey i thought it was in my blood and then once i decided to ride a bull it's somewhere out on the internet and it failed epically so no. i was like it's not gonna, in the blood I'm gonna go google and find it um but yeah so they met um my dad ended up going to bible college Aww, and yeah and that's he, crazy he met my mom and the second time he saw her he proposed so did he go to a mormon bible college no like christian bible college mom like was that a christian bible college so my mom yeah her family um ended up kind of leaving the mormon church Converting. um mm -hmm. when she was 18 okay. and um she kind of like found god and all of that and then my parents Jesus. met yeah so kind of crazy again like two people that probably would have never ended up being together were and yeah. um so they got married and my parents were truck drivers for a while oh yeah like crazy <laughs> how many brothers and sisters do you have i am one of five kids okay wow. so yeah so five big family sisters brothers so i've got, got three sisters and one brother oh gosh that poor yeah. little baby i know is he older younger smack dab in the middle wow so he always had like two <laughs> older girls telling him right. what to do and two younger right. girls he's gonna grow up and make some woman very happy yes yeah <laughs> um but anyway, I mean, we just had a crazy life, you know, um, my parents, I don't even know if they planned on having kids and then they ended up with five. Wow. Um, that's love. But yeah, it really, it really was. And, um, were you always a musical family? Like, how did you get into music? Did you just come out of the womb singing fa la 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 la? <laughs> Basically. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like came out of the, it was super loud. I, I was loud like, from the start. Yeah. I found like with musicians, it's either you you acquired it from like depression or addiction or something like that, or you came out of the womb just fucking ready to rock. You know, so in my parents, like, you know, 
them like finding God and, you know, figuring out what their faith was. My dad ended up starting a church. Wow. And um, he, we, I mean, it was super small. Like we literally used to meet in a retirement home. And there was no one to do music, so he made me and my mom do music. Oh. <laughs> so no band. I mean, we were karaokeing it at church, like it was great. Um, and so I, it kind of like became this thing. Like I never wanted to do it. Didn't want to get up and sing at church, but I did. And my mom had me in piano when I was young, mm-hmm. and um, I was just I never practiced. I was a terrible piano student. And she never, like, got mad at me about it. Like, she was just like, Priscilla, like, that's fine. Like, maybe you should pick up guitar. And so we quit piano. And I found a guitar in my attic and picked it up and started watching YouTube videos and learning how to play. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. That is crazy. Crazy. I don't have the self-discipline to do that. (laughs) Or the ear. I don't know if it was just, like, I think it was just in my blood, like, meant to be yeah to to do music and my mom she can sing amazing um but yeah I picked it up super easy and I was playing like just a bunch of Taylor Swift songs you know and then um when I was 15 that's kind of when I started writing and I was like oh my gosh like this is so cool like therapeutic yeah like I can write my life and at that time like I was experienced heartbreak for the first time my family was just going through it and that was my escape was what music. was going on with the family you know so my parents were married for 32 years and um you kind of just see like they lived their life for us kids right and like you slowly just kind of started seeing like dang like they've been married for so long and they've kind of lost their relationship because Aww. we were the focus you know right. my mom she homeschooled us and yeah yeah. did everything my dad worked any job to pay the bills you know it was just kind of like I was almost out of high school and I think the road was kind of ending for them so Mm -hmm. music was my piece and my diary and yeah it was hurtful watching uh yeah did are they so did they end up splitting they ended up splitting but they have a really good relationship it's weird like people are like are your parents together or not (laughs) because you know we still do family holidays together and I love that um I think that like it's weird they they still call each other honey like (laughs) I want to write a song about that one day just like and they still call each other honey yeah and you know when it all happened I I had just moved out to Nashville Mm-hmm. And um, I had my mindset like I was going to move out here after high school. Yeah. And you just I, you're, you just had a yearning. You're like Nashville's calling me. I knew like when I started writing songs, I was like a big Taylor Swift fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what did she do? Like, how do I do this? I mean, at that time I was trying out for every show, just like anything trying to make it. And I knew I needed to move to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so when I did, that was kind of when my parents it all kind of went downhill and you know it's weird like every family family dynamics different um but for them it was you know I think having all of us kids we were like listen we're not doing the whole splitting up holidays we can't Mm -hmm. and my parents really like just put their differences aside and came together for us kids like Mm -hmm. they always have you know I love that that is like so cool to see people be able to co-parent because there's so much opposite of that in the world that I just love hearing a cool co-parenting story because yeah. it's so rare. It's cool. And like they've <clears throat> shown me that like love is so it's 
there's just so much to it and you can either choose to love or hate and Mm -hmm. I like I get that from my parents and they are like amazing and my whole family they're just awesome I love that where's the name Priscilla come from (laughs) (laughs) well Priscilla Presley oh okay so were you born with Priscilla was that your yes okay yeah no no it's no it's no fake name Uh, yeah 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 um yeah my mom um you know, they loved Elvis mm-hmm. and it's just so funny that I happened to do music. Yeah. You know? It was just embedded in you. Yeah. From the start. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So you your parents were going through a divorce, you're going through your first heartbreak with yeah. that whole situation. You come to Nashville, the Taylor Swift way. Yes. What is how old were you? I was eighteen. So 18. I had my 18th birthday in Nashville. Wow. Yeah. So you were like, fuck this. I'm leaving. Fresh out of high school. Wow. Like packed everything and moved. Take me on that journey. Yeah. So I moved out here. Um, I had like a little Chevy Malibu oh. that was like, I literally had like <laughs> duct tape Chevy's around my shit, car. dude. They last forever. <laughs> you know, that, that thing lasted me for a good while. And so I moved out to Nashville and... I found some Craigslist, Craigslist roommates mm-hmm. and I moved. Oh, brave. Yeah. Very brave. I, j- I mean, hey, I was I'm just doing you're it. you're still alive. I am. This was a different time though, yeah. right? Like how long ago was this? How old are you? I am 27. Okay. Yeah. So, so it was like, before the real world got real weird. Yeah. Like the world was already getting weird, but it was yeah. before like it was cut your skin <laughs> off and wear it kind of weird. It was <laughs> definitely still weird. Yeah. But, um, so anyways, I, I went on Craigslist. I found some roommates and um, ended up moving to, I was living like near Sylvan Park. Mm-hmm. So very nice area in Nashville now. Yeah. No, I, I know. But it wasn't that yeah. when I moved there. Jay and I used to live in West 46. That was yeah. our first apartment. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just moved wherever I could afford. I think I was paying $500 a month um, for my one bedroom. And that's great. And Nashville now, I don't think you could even find anything like that. No, Yeah. no. Um, So moved here and I, you know, like when I moved to Nashville, I didn't know anyone. Mm. I just took a leap of faith and I was like I I believe in myself and I believe that I can do this as a career yeah so I came out here and just started working like every odd end job um I was nannying I was like the dog walker in the neighborhood (laughs) you know like all the things I love that you had work ethic instilled in you though yeah well I had to yeah you know I didn't um I didn't have financial support from anybody so it was like all right get to going and I do think like I learned that from my parents and they're like, you know what, whatever you want, go get it. Um, so I just, I started doing it all. And, um, I just kind of found myself like just lost Mm -hmm. in it all. Like Mm -hmm. I'm this young 18 year old girl. I couldn't get into the bar. Like, where do you start? Right. Like go to coffee shops, go to church. I'm like, I'm doing all the things. (laughs) Like where can I meet people? Um, yeah, like I remember I called my parents. I was like, I'm going to church today. And they're like, oh, amazing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go try to meet some people. Um, but anyway, I, I started just working and I was also going to community college at Nashville State. I love it. I love the drive. Yeah. And I think that like, for whatever reason, like at that point, I didn't fully believe in myself. Mm. Like I was like halfway in. right? Right. So I was like, You know, and a lot of people kind of was like, hey, make sure like you have a backup plan, you know? And so I hate people like that. Yeah. Like, just go for the gusto, kid. That's what I tell. That's what we tell our kid. Yeah. Like, like, go for whatever you you want to do. do Go 
go be the best at it. Yeah. Like if you want to be a mailman, be the best damn mailman out Do there. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So I, um, I just, I started, so I'd work, I worked at this yogurt shop in Hillsborough Village, mm-hmm. Sweet CC's. Mm-hmm. And so I'd work there from nine to five and then I would go to class from six to nine. And, um, I'm about a year into Nashville it is just like not what I thought it was going to be. And so I called my sister that day and I was just crying. And um, I was like, dude, what am I doing out here? Aww. Like, this is hell. Like, I came out here to write songs and be a musician. I don't even know how to start. I'm drowning in work and school. And she was like, Priscilla, you know, if you come home, like, you didn't, you didn't fail. Like, come back. And... I kid you not, I cannot make up a story. I was leaving the yogurt shop and I happened to be wearing a Taylor Swift (laughs) t-shirt. Swear to God. T-Swift is very inspirational in your journey. Insane. Yeah. I was leaving work that day that I talked to my sister and she was driving by and saw me. And I'm standing on the street corner. Taylor Swift was driving by? Taylor Swift. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like my meltdown day, I'm leaving Nashville. <laughs> what is this life? Um, I'm walking out of work that day and happened to be wearing just one of her tour shirts. Mm-hmm. And she was driving by and saw me and pulled her car over. Aww. Yeah. And was like, hey, like, thanks for wearing my shirt. Like, I love that. And I'm just standing there like this. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and like she an was like, angel. come over here. So we talked for a second. I, I did not even tell her that I did music. I was just like, thank you, god for the sign for the sign Mm -hmm. and that day I went to class and I was like I am quitting my job I am quitting school and I'm gonna go figure out how to do this fuck yeah you got that fire yeah it was it was the fire and it was everything that I needed and I'm like not a super religious person but I'm like really spiritual and Mm -hmm. I think that like that was everything that I needed and I and that was eight years ago yeah and I just we're just like whatever I gotta do (laughs) I mean I was finding shit on the side of the road selling it on (laughs) Craigslist like I mean we were really counting the dollars out every month and so you quit school and you just decided to do music full time Mm -hmm. okay so take me on that journey well I wouldn't say like I mean I was trying to do it full time again I was working like whatever I could but I mean, I had a fake ID. I was going in any bar, introducing myself to anybody that I could. And that would listen. It, yeah, anyone that would listen. Mm-hmm. And I would, I'd listen to a bunch of podcasts and like people that started out in Nashville. And I heard someone say like, do not be afraid of walking up to anybody. Yeah. And I, I, I was fearless, like truly. I mean, whether it was the sound guy, like, hey, I would love to get a gig here. Or, you know, I'd sit down at writer's rounds in Nashville and, um the first time I would watch and then I'd figure out when they were playing somewhere else and I'd be like hey I saw your show last week and I'm a new songwriter in Nashville like I would love to write with you yeah and so it kind of just started that way and um I uh Sarah Jones she is she's been my room had been my roommate for a long time and she's also from North Carolina and it's just crazy like our brothers grew up as friends she's my guitar player now Mm mm-hmm and um, her brother had called me and was like, hey, my sister's moving to Nashville to do music. Like, y'all should connect. 
And at that time, I needed a roommate. I was trying to get out of the Craigslist roommates. You know what I mean? <laughs> How was it living with the Craigslist oh, roommates? Oh, my gosh. Like, I, it was crazy. Like, the first weekend I moved to Nashville, my house got broken into. Like, oh, it was just like, no, yeah, it was, was kind of crazy. Yeah. So, me and Sarah Jones started riding together. And we lived out in Hermitage. Mm-hmm. And it was really like an empty apartment. And we would just sit down on the floor with our guitars and write. Mm-hmm. And so it really started small and then it grew to, she was like, Hey, like, what do you want? Like, what's your goal here? And I was like, I want to be an artist. Yeah. Like I, I want to do that. And she was like, well, Priscilla, she was like, if you want to be an artist, you need to learn how to perform. I love that. And yeah, it was so, it was like so perfect, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, really? And she I love goes, that she pushed you like that. She though. did. Because most people would be scared to say something like that, you know? That's a real friend. Well, and I think that she wanted to know, like, she said, she was like, let me, she goes, put down your guitar and let me play guitar for you. Mm-hmm. And she really like wanted to see where I was at mentally. Like, okay, can I, is it smart for me to put more time into this? Right. If she doesn't really see it kind of going anywhere. Right. And I put my guitar down for a year. And I just started learning how to perform. She would play guitar for me. And um, then we just started growing my band, like yeah. one by one by one. Were you performing in bars by now mm-hmm. and like, you know, on Broadway? So it started like a lot of writers arounds. Mm-hmm. So we, me and her would start singing the songs that we wrote. Right. And then we got our drummer and we were doing like the three piece thing. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like now we can hold our own in a bar. Mm-hmm. So we started kind of playing around. I actually like stayed, tried to stay off Broadway. Yeah. Um, just because I, I know like. It's kind of gimmicky. It's not, not even that. I just didn't want to get comfortable singing cover songs. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not Smart. that everyone on Broadway sings right. cover songs. Yeah. But I think it is easy to, because the money's really good down there, singing mm-hmm. covers that people want to hear. Yeah. Um, so I was just doing a lot around town. Um, we used to play at the bar outside of Bridgestone Arena every Friday night. Oh, wh- which one is that? That's the Jack Daniels bar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we play out there and it was really cool because that became our favorite gig. Right. And we'd play there. They like started calling us to play before the people that were playing in Bridgestone. Right. And so, so like it was building like a fan base. There. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Like I still have people that come out to the shows. They're like, we saw you at the Jack Daniels bar years ago. Aww. Um, so our band started, you know, being created and, and then it was like just all of us, like we wanted it so bad. Like, but we started like rewriting my bio and it's so <laughs> funny to look back, like anything to make me sound cooler and like a bigger deal. Well, like listen, we were doing. Hold on. I just want to tell everybody <laughs> we have all had to fake it. till we make it. Yes. And I, I consider it, I don't consider it being fake. I consider it manifesting yes. because when you really believe in yourself and you put something like I even before the podcast was doing as amazing as it was, I would tell people I get a million downloads a month. And yes, they, you do. You know, well, I do now, yes. but when I was saying it back then, it was, it wasn't happening, but I knew it was going to happen. So, you know, you doing that in your bio was a way of manifesting. Yeah. No, and I, I'm all about that. Like, 
we were like, she's been the pre-entertainment opening act for <laughs> Luke <laughs> Bryan, like Jason Aldean, and anybody that we played before, we yeah. put that in there. And I love that. And I, you know, we made a fake booking company, and like, I mean, I was Melanie Johnston reaching out on behalf of my artist Priscilla Block, <laughs> and would love love you, to book her at your Georgia venue. We've done all this you know? shit. Yep. No. You, yeah, you just got to do it. You have to, man. The the only person that's gonna believe in you as much as you believe is yourself. You yeah. Know? Like. And, or a friend that you happen to find. You're, she's my Sarah Jones, so I totally oh, understand I love that. that. Yeah, totally. So when did you, when was like the pinnacle of like, you were like, holy shit, the fucking snowball is rolling and this shit's really happening? So right before the pandemic, I was just about paying all, all my bills by, by singing yay! and I was like yay like oh my gosh I had just moved to this apartment downtown I'm like you know what I'm gonna do it like I've always like had the Craigslist roommates outside of town like I'm going I'm going in yeah I'm going and uptown baby yes so I was still um cleaning a lady's house and I was doing music mm-hmm. and then the pandemic hit mm. so like this was the point where I was like I am crushing like for me like if I can pay my bills doing what I love like yes yeah so anyways the pandemic hit and 2020 was like the year like okay sink or swim like Like, yeah either it's gonna we're gonna sink or swim like there was no we all went through it yeah we had to sit down and have it we had a family meeting where we were like okay what are we gonna do you know, like we're, it's either we turn up on fucking content. We can't go anywhere. We can't tour. So it's like, let's just become fucking online celebrities. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the time that TikTok was brand new. Yep. And I, you know, I was like, what am I going to do? You know, maybe I just start singing. I and mean, the only thing that you could do is content. Yeah. I literally. couldn't play in the bars. I mean, what else was I going to do? So Anyway, so I'm on TikTok and it's literally like the, I thought it was like this dancing app. Same. <laughs> I would not I would- get on it. I rebuked it literally. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. I'm not getting on this fucking kids app. You're not getting me on here. Uh, well, I did learn the WAP in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I learned the WAP. Yeah, but you can do that. I am so uncoordinated. There's no dance moves that I'm going to be able to oh do. Oh my ever. God. Well, I was like, maybe I just become a dancer. I don't know. I mean, it- like a, a terribly bad dancer that gets Priscilla paid was for like, it. I don't give a fuck. Whatever I got to do to get oh, paid, yeah. let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I love it. So I just started, there was like, um, I, I don't know when it was, but I decided I'm like, man, like I'm just going to throw up some original music on here and see what happens. Yeah. So I started having like little viral moments, I guess. Mm-hmm. And there really wasn't a lot of like original music on TikTok at this time. Right especially in country. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I, you know, things started growing and I would like look at my phone and I'm getting all these hundreds of messages from people. And it was like a light switch that went off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to make this my full-time job. All it takes is that one viral video and Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, how do I keep this fucking momentum going? And it's like either you're a hustler or, and you do something with it or you don't like it's sink or swim literally. So I was posting like 20 videos a day, just like grinding in my apartment. Yeah. And by this point, I'm four months behind on my rent. Oh, no. And yeah, like, is it really? I mean, we have gone through the journey in Nashville, but it's fine. Poor baby. So 
I move out of my apartment and I move into this like little shack in Nashville. I didn't have AC. I had this like window unit by my bed. Oh my God. Yeah. In Nashville, not having AC. I'd rather not have heat because <laughs> then you I can know. at least buy a heater Bundle for like, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need And AC. I'm a sweater. Like, oh. let me just, I don't, so I don't my listen. Husband, I, get it. I just, yeah. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. me and Jelly, yes. <laughs> so I move into this like little house and, um, as I'm moving out of my apartment, I am just like, screw it all. Like, my life is going to shit. <laughs> and I go to the bar. And um, I'm just like, well, I mean, what do I have to lose at this point? Run into my ex-boyfriend. And um, I end up coming down with COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, not long. I probably shouldn't have gone to the bar. But hey. Yeah. I think the beer was worth it. It's all right. I didn't go to any bars and I ended up with COVID three times. So oh, well, you're good. Yeah. So <laughs> at least you had a fun story to tell. Exactly. It. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, I went back home and Sarah Jones called me and uh, I'm sicker than ever. No AC in my house. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, sweating Golly. with the COVID sweats. Yeah. And she called me and she was like, hey, we were supposed to write today. Did you want to still write? You know, what's what's up? And it literally took everything in me to not say no. And I was like, no, I'm going to write today. Aww. And I hopped on FaceTime and I wrote the song that completely changed my life that day. Which was? Just about over you. Mm. And This is about your ex, right? Yeah. And if I would have never ran into him at the bar, if I would have never, you know, moved out of my apartment, had to do this FaceTime call, it just, it all led me to that moment. And mm. it's insane looking back because I was at the lowest of lows and it brought like everything mm-hmm. and um the universe has a way of answering you even when you don't think they're listening the universe is yeah. listening, you know and I heard that so many times like right when you think that you're at your breaking point and I tell this to people all the time it's like so many people are going through so much shit but like you literally might be around the corner tomorrow absolutely and you just don't know the rain and I always know. brings the sunshine yeah yeah So I decided to just post a clip of me singing it online. And that was my first very viral moment. Mm -hmm. And um, I was singing in my car. I I say I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was singing in my car before (laughs) everyone. Now everyone's singing in their cars. You know what I mean? Um, But I just started posting videos left and right. And um, there was this angel. Her name's Samantha. She was living out in California and basically started a like, crowdfunding campaign for me to record the song and like call to action on TikTok and was like let's help Priscilla put this song out and my heart like I still no one knew that I was like going through the hardest time in my life I couldn't have gone in and recorded that song you know and people all over it just became this like internet storm and everyone was like we need this song how do we get it where is it out when are you recording it and literally like the the fans made this happen for me and it's so interesting you know because I look back on the years that I've been in Nashville and I was begging for a deal mm-hmm. and it it's was so political out here people don't realize that about the music industry in Nashville it is so political yeah and so it is you know and and so when I it, it kind of all happened I'm calling every producer that I know I'm like who can get started on this I need someone to start on the song now I don't know what's happening like, I didn't have a, a team. It was, like, me and my best friends and, you know, my band. And we're all just, like, I'm, like, we need to release this as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. And within three weeks of writing it, I released it. Mm-hmm. And um, 
independently and I was sitting Sarah called me Sarah Jones Sarah Jones <laughs> shout out the show shout out Sarah Jones Sarah Jones um she called me and was like hey have you uh have you seen the iTunes charts? And I was like, how do you find that? Yeah. <laughs> like, You're so me. Do people I don't know how to do buy that. music anymore? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And so I go and look at it and it's just like, I mean, top 10, top five, and then boom. It's like me, Nicki Minaj, Harry Styles, and like, Billy, did I already say Billy Eilish? Yeah, it was me, Nicki Minaj, Billy Eilish, and uh, Harry Styles. Harry Styles, and I'm having messages like Nicki Minaj fans are trolling me. They're like, "Who is this bimbo? Like, take a seat." <laughs> There's back. some. The barbs are mean. Oh my gosh, they don't play. Oh no, no, no. They were they were coming for me. They were like, "Who is this girl?" There's no the bots girl. Like, 100 yeah. percent has bots. Like, whatever. It was it was what it was, but. And then that's when all the labels started calling mm. because like attention. Yeah. I mean, the, the, even I think at that time they weren't paying attention to the iTunes charts Mm-mm. because streaming's so big, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, sometimes you forget that people buy music. And so for me, the leverage that I had going into these label meetings was I have fans. Yeah. I have fans. Mm-hmm. And that's what, why well, I am so thankful that this never happened sooner because you know, I think back in the day, like the labels would sign you, they'd help brand you and then Rob help you get you. the fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so anti late. Even though my husband signed, I just have seen all the shit he's gone through in the fucking past, you know, since I've been with him for the past seven, eight years that yeah. it's just, I'm so thankful that he signed with Broken Bow because yeah. they're just amazing human. Shout yeah. out Loba. Yeah. Love you guys so much. Um, but just, I've seen how the industry just chews up artists, you know, and spits them out and leaves them with nothing, you know? I, I definitely, I mean, I've seen it and I, that's why I was so, when I went into these meetings, I, I knew that I had some leverage Mm -hmm. and I was confident. I was like, you know what, this is happening. And when was the last time you've seen an independent artist do this? Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was, it was awesome. I mean, people like, it was great, but it was like the most terrifying moment of my life. Absolutely. Cause you're scared of getting screwed over. That change is scary too. You know, yeah. having people involved in your business that you've built is like very scary. Yeah. Having hands in something that you is your baby. Yeah. It was definitely, it was weird. Like you feel on top of the world, but you're scared shitless. You're like, man, like. I hope that someone believes not only in a song, but in a career. Absolutely. So did you end up signing? (laughs) So I ended up signing with Universal and I, I, gosh, I'm, I'm so thankful for them. Mm -hmm. I think that it was the one meeting, you know, I had, I had quite a few and was torn, but I really do feel like it was the meeting at that time that they really thought that there was way more than just a song. I love that. And that, dude, hope. Yeah. It, it breathes so much life into decisions because if somebody believes in you, that's all you need is to, you know, to just take off and spread your wings and fly. Yeah. And it was cool when I signed, you know, I remember um, Cindy Mabe, uh, she looked at me and she said, I want to tell you one thing. She said, I, if anyone at this label ever tries changing you, do not let them. Yeah. And just hearing that Good comfort, advice. like hearing that 
come from a label head, you're like good because yeah. you don't want to be changed. Mm-mm. And what what worked for me was be, me being me, yeah, being the shit show, being the girl that <laughs> sings about a broken heart or gaining weight. Like that yeah. is just who I am. I think you actually have a really good head on your shoulders. You're Thank very you. level headed. Let's talk about your image because that's one of the one things that drew me into you was I love the body positivity. I love that you're not afraid to wear the short shorts. It's pretty yes. much like fuck everybody you, to wear the bikini. Yeah. You know, like I think that's amazing. And um, I think little girls now really need that more than ever because, you know, in my generation growing up, it was the fucking stick models. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was just eating disorders and fucking, you know, it was comparing yourself to people that you just were never going to be like, you yeah. know, and I think little girls having a role model like you right now is so special. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I, I struggled hard with my body growing up. Like, I mean, I was the little girl that was scared to go to the pool I never went on spring break with my friends because I I didn't love the way that I looked Mm -hmm. and you know I I think that's why I like I listen to all kinds of music yeah but I love like so many rappers and like (laughs) you know just like yeah and I think it's it was so kind of normal in the pop and rap world for girls to show off their body and be shaking their ass up on stage Mm -hmm. but in country it was different you know um I didn't see myself in anybody else, you know? Mm. Um, everybody's, everybody's so covered up in country. Yeah, especially, like, back then, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but And then you have Beyonce that's up, like, just yeah. twerking and, like, <laughs> yeah. going at it. And I just was like, oh, my gosh. Like, there was something in me that I was like, well, maybe I can do that, too. But I'm also singing country <laughs> yeah. music. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what. I wrote – so – when I moved to Nashville, I think everyone has their influences and people that they want to be like. And obviously, I wanted to be the next Taylor Swift. And mm-hmm. I want, hell, I wanted to be Carrie Underwood. But turns out <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> Carrie Underwood is like her voice. She's a machine. And those legs. Bro. I'm like, yes. It's crazy. And it's, she, she's so beautiful in person. We got to see her at the CMT stunning. Awards. I'm like, bro, it's crazy. How Breathtaking. Yeah. Breathtaking. And the way she carries herself. She's just all woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Anyway, as as I was trying to figure out who I was in Nashville, you know, you realize no one wants another somebody. Right. They're already out there. Yep. And um, that's what Jay and I are finding out in the country realm. Everybody's freaking out over us. And it's like it's because you're so different. Right. They're like, what is this hussy and this drug dealer doing on the red carpet together? Y'all are (laughs) y'all. Yeah. No, for sure. And like, and that's what I love about you guys. Like y'all are just who you are. You don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of the same way. No, that's what we love about you too. Jay told me to tell you hello. Oh, I love him. I love him. (laughs) Wait, did he tell you that we cried when we met each other? Yeah. He told me the whole story. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. He's so sweet, but he's just, he's just such a good, like, he's a great inspiration, you know, like coming from somebody that maybe didn't look the part or fit into this box. Like he's doing it. And that was, I think that's why we love you so much too, because you, you're beautiful though. Like, you you know, like you're so pretty and I love the confidence that you exude. Even if you don't feel confident, you're still portraying that to these little girls that look up to you online. And that means a lot. Thank you. So when I stopped like really copying, to Mm -hmm. be honest, I I think I was copying people because I just, I thought that that's what you had to do. To end up on the radio, but I'll never forget the day that I wrote Thick Thighs. Mm -hmm. And that was like the moment that 
everything changed. Mm-hmm. And me and Sarah Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Sarah is there for everyone. Yes, I should have had her sitting right here. I'm just like put a little bobblehead, Sarah <laughs> yeah. Jones. But we, so I went into the ride that day and I was like, I am not writing another heartbreak song today. Like, can yeah. we write thick thighs or something? Mm-hmm. And it was just an off the wall thing. And she was like, are you serious? And I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, kind of, but, you know. <laughs> and she was like, that's what we're writing. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote that song, I I remember I had sent it to my family. And they were like, this is it. Aww. And I just, there was something freeing. Like, I felt like I finally said something that I hadn't heard before. It was me, like... You know, I had had so many people in in meetings that told me that I needed to lose weight before mm-hmm. making it and, you know, look different. And this was like my big old F you. Like, I am who I am. You're I'm not a curvy even big, girl. by the way. <laughs> like, you're curvy, but you're not a big girl. Well, like, you know, when I met you, the first thing I said was, she's so fucking tiny. Aww. Like, literally, you have this big persona online, but then when you meet you, you're just like this tiny little package. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, a little fireball. I, but I wrote it to anybody that ever made me feel like I needed to look a, a, a different way. And yeah. I'm glad that little girls can can see that and see me and be like, you know what? I can be a singer, too. I can I can be a country singer and I can wear the two piece. Like, what yeah. the hell? Life is wear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like look good while doing it. Well, I think it's just being able to give women and, and younger girls like that ballsiness mm-hmm. to to express themselves and whatever you're wearing and just own who you are. Like Absolutely. It's I'm so proud of that song and I never knew that that was gonna be such a big part of my story. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm thankful for it. I love it. So moving on from that and your image, what is, what are you doing now? You're like tour, you're always on tour. I feel like you're always on your tour bus getting ready. Yes. Well, I just got the damn tour bus. Like, uh, I love that. I was in the church van for a long time and us, our band, we'd take off driving, oh, yeah. you know, whoever's like the least tired, I guess, drives through oh, the yeah, night. No, Jay and I used to have the fucking, uh, the 18 passenger van that we had to tour in yeah. and it was filled with fucking our whole crew yeah. would be in this van and oh my god it was terrible years of that but yeah when you finally get that first tour bus it's like holy shit I've made it oh <laughs> yeah it's I mean the quality of life I'm like I don't know if I get more sleep or less sleep right. now but very thankful for it dude our first tour bus was a nightmare though fucking oh god what was the tour bus guy's name I forget but we had this hashtag we started on him because literally we got woken up in the middle of the night he was drunk drinking a j- bottle of Jack Daniels with the ass in Jay and I were sleeping in the back the ass end is hitting the ground just sparking dude going the whole way home up these mountains we got pulled over by cops they pulled us all off the bus fucking searched the bus found drugs it was a fucking thing oh fuck greg that's his name greg, greg. we were so greg, mad you have to do this to us? <laughs> we were so <laughs> mad at greg the fucking bus driver but dude we were so happy just to even have a tour bus but oh yeah. my god yeah no it's it's life-changing yeah um, for sure. so t- you're on tour right now yeah so i'm on tour um when when i signed my deal and the pandemic kind of like slowly started you know getting back to normal i I, I was like, I want to go out and start selling my own tickets. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was also a scary thing for the whole team. You know, the whole team's like, well, maybe you should hop on a tour. And I was like, you know what? The fans are there. Yeah. And I think even Jay, I mean, he's been doing that since day one. And it's just building his hard tickets. And I think it's super important. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, we went out. I did my first headlining tour. Welcome to the block party. Love that. And it was such a success. I decided to go back out in the fall and double our venue sizes. And Mm -hmm. 
we just did the spring break tour and we're now tripling our venue sizes and it's just crazy i'm so um, proud of you thank you i love watching the journey i think it's beautiful thank you what's next for you <laughs> like what you're just you're just gonna keep on rolling like a rolling stone oh my gosh well this year i am um i'm going on tour with shania twain oh my girl goodness. wait so can i ask you did you get a squeeze in on her butt <laughs> that fucking picture i'm just gonna say yes no i'm just kidding well we i did not touch her ass but well she was walking by and we tempting. were so shook it, yeah. we had like a fangirl moment we were like oh hey shania and they caught the picture and Were it just like, looked hey. like I well I was like trying to move because she was squeezing in through the seat so I was like oh you know like trying to be nice and put my hand out and move yeah. my leg but it looked like I grabbed her ass it was very amazing yeah I was really hoping that you did <laughs> I would love to tell everybody that I did but I don't want her coming for me being yeah. like no she did not grab my ass but yeah if anybody asks yes I grabbed her ass oh my um gosh. yeah no so we were it was just a moment caught in time but that's so awesome did she request you or how did that work like does she know who you are, uh, well like, I guess so yeah. I'm like dang like how'd she get my number you know what I mean yeah um it, no it's really cool she's bringing out like a bunch of new women Aww. um on our tour and wow. I have five dates with her which is super exciting I mean she's Very been cool. such a big inspiration for yeah. me and, I mean it's Shania yeah Shania I didn't really know much about Shania's story until I watched her uh documentary that she dropped mm -hmm. and to, dude she edits her own videos fucking yeah. like everything it's yeah. crazy well She's not anymore but back in the day when she was you know really the any man of mine video and like um i think it's uh out of here video she edited those herself mm -hmm. like that's crazy well and i think that's like also being that hands-on when you know like your mm -hmm. people like just it's almost like they believe it more. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, she, yeah. like, when you're in the studio, when you're writing it, and then you, I think when you write it, you you have an, a vision of what the video could be. So, like, her even having her hands on it, I think, is so yeah. cool and so genius. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. So, we're going out Shania. I'm doing a lot of headlining dates. I'm mm. going to be out with um, Old Dominion. Oh, I love that. And, yeah, and I am playing at Bridgestone for the first time. Wow. When? <laughs> Crazy. Um, gosh, I don't know the date of it. December 15th. Oh, I love that. Yes. That's so cool. Jay's first time headlining Bridgestone was December 9th. I was there. Oh, I was there. Yay. I was there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, that's going to be full circle because I used to play at the bar outside. Yes. So like we are in the Bridgestone this time. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really pumped for that. And I'm just, I'm writing music, you know, I've been so busy do we have touring? an album dropping anytime soon? Or? I'm working on it. Yeah. You know, I I was planning on like in the, in the as I'm, you know, we all plan out our life and our mm. careers, right? Oh, yeah, and I absolutely. thought that like I would be closer to my second album, but I do feel like I've been on the go so much that I really haven't like written my life right now. Yeah. And like I feel like I have I have enough songs that I feel like are great. Mm -hmm. But there's some things that I just need to write. Yeah. You know, and, and write this time of life. And I think it's for me saying no is a very hard thing because I've wanted this for so long. Mm -hmm. But now I'm at a point where I'm going to have to start saying no and being like, all right, guys, I need to slow down a little yeah. bit so I can write my life. Good luck. I My husband still can't say no. He I know. literally. It's hard. He's just started saying no the first, like for the past few months. And, mm. but like before that it was yes to everything. And I just got to a point with him where I was like, honey, you are going to wear yourself, yourself out. out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you got to always make sure to take time for yourself, yes. even though it's hard <laughs> and you're in the fucking whole, you know, movement of it right now, the momentum, you got to, you know, take that deep breath and take that downtime because it's so important. Yeah, no, it is. And I think that like we've seen so many people lose herself in, in a lot of this. And I, 
I really try to like bring myself back down to earth. I think you're very level-headed and very down to earth. You remind me of like Gretchen Wilson, Dolly Parton, and like one other like female artist just kind of all mixed together. Because you you have the sassiness and the style of like Gretchen Wilson where she didn't care. She was going to wear the short shorts and, you know, she's a redneck woman. But you have like the classiness of Dolly. Like, I love that. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you, like TikTok, and, yeah, you know, all, all things, your, all your social medias, all things can... Priscilla Block. There you go. Um, I Google Priscilla. I don't think that there's another Priscilla Block out there. Maybe yeah. there is. Hey, <laughs> no. if there is, hey, girl. <laughs> um, yes. All. What all about under- an OnlyFans? Do we have an OnlyFans? No OnlyFans, <laughs> but I, I got a fans only link on my page. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, my management was like, "Wait, I'm like, it's clickbait, baby." Yeah. Um, I bet I don't you know, maybe start an OnlyFans. Who knows? You can do it with your clothes on. Yeah. You don't have like, to take your clothes off. Hey, anything the what we anything to pay the bills, I'm all about. She's Let's like go. one and make you holla. <laughs> Let's go, baby. But yes, uh, if, so any little girls that are watching oh, sorry, go ahead. Priscilla I cut you off. So anywhere Priscilla Block? Anywhere Priscilla yeah. Block, yeah. I love that. So any little girls that are watching this, what it, that want to become, you know, an artist or in the industry, what are some words of advice that you have for them? You know, I would just go back to a lot of the things that I've I've heard from people and that's do not let anyone change who you are and also things that I've learned by my own mistakes and learning experiences don't try to be anything that you're not because mm-hmm. um, that doesn't work and yeah. yeah stay true to you and kick some ass yeah kick some ass <laughs> baby <laughs> I love it Priscilla thank you so much for coming on the thank podcast. you for having me I'm such a fan and I just I'm so proud of everything that you're doing and I really think that you are a light to so many men and women out there so well, I've been a light to a lot of men in my life oh my god <laughs> I'm just kidding hey we, we had affinity right before it was done always, yeah girl always. I, I kept you. it actually pretty clean with you I, yes <laughs> well I love you so much I love you too and I can't wait to have you back on and Jay and I are rooting for you I just want Aww, you to know that thank you yeah thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of dumb blonde we will see you guys next week bye Yay! Uh, dude, I'm sweating. Like, my legs are sweating. I- <laughs>